I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio. Well, I'm not sure this is going out on a limb, but tomorrow is the last day of February. Last week was school break, at which time many Lucky Duck families, including perhaps our friend Mr. Capaccio, took the opportunity to get to Florida or some warm place feel like, Sal, everybody here right now is having the same conversation. What are we doing here? We're looking out the window, <laughs> and it's like heavy snow, and we've got a little weather update, like a low of 14. This is that day or, or week yeah. where we're, we're seeing March, and we're starting to question our lives. Yeah, I did. I got out of town last week, went to Florida, went to that Sabres lightning game. It was awesome. We went to Legoland. We love going there, and then came back. I was not expecting this today. I, I just went and got Max and picked him up from his after-school uh, program. And I'm like, where is this coming from? This wet snow, it's so heavy. And then the visibility was a little tough driving home. It was pretty crazy. And I'm, I'm thinking the same thing. Like, I'm thinking, what is going on? We, can we just, you know, the way my mind works, though, just get through February and then March starts to turn. It's not always the case, though, right? We could be getting to March. The end of March could oh, look like this for all we know. Absolutely. Yeah, I was away last week in Virginia, and there was that ice storm. So oh, my yeah. car, I didn't have my car last week. My car sat in the driveway for like six days. Mm-hmm. And today I get in it, and there's ice on the front windshield. There's ice on the back windshield. There's ice all around the car. And you know, I sit in it for a minute. Like, is this going to be one where I have to get out and scrape it? There's there's three three different ways. Like, sometimes you have to scrape it. And it's really hard. It doesn't, comes off, doesn't come off. Sometimes it's more normal. And then there's times like today where it all came off in like huge pieces, the way the ice had melted or whatever situated. It was just actually fun to do that, but that was a long time ago. Now I'm looking out there like I don't want to go out there. Well, it's uh, it's what we've got. Sal Capaccio on the West Her hotline. The Combine is this week. Brandon Bean speaks from Indianapolis, if, I, if my facts are right here, tomorrow morning. What do you mm-hmm. think we might get out of Bean tomorrow? Like what's an area, if you're there – and you have a chance to ask him questions. Where do you think you might get somewhere? Yeah, I think the biggest questions that'll be asked will really focus on the pending free agents. Um, now I know that the combine is more about the draft and the prospects, but this is the first chance uh, reporters will have to speak with Brandon Bean about um, 
you know, the season, the, the state of the Bills, if you want to put it that way, where they are right now since the end of last season, since he talked a little bit about that stuff. And I think that's where the focus is. Uh, it's not really going to be about the draft per se. Sure, there's going to be some stuff about prospects, what they want to add. But, you know, that stuff, you really get to the weeds more after free agency as you get closer to the draft. We still have two full months for that. In fact, I think it's two months from yesterday is when the uh, first night of the draft is, if I'm right. Okay. But um, it's right around there. It's this week, basically, two months from now. Um, but I think that's where it is. It's free agency. It's Tremaine Edmonds and Jordan Boyer and Devin Singletary, Roger Saffold, those other guys. But it's that's really where the focus is of how they're going to be able to manage maybe trying to resign any of these players. And on top of that, still being right now about close to $20 million over the cap, between 15 and $20 million over the cap. There's got to be moves coming even before then. So that's going to be a focus of how do they do that. And we've seen some teams make some announcements about players. Uh, Washington yeah. today with Wentz. Tennessee released a few players the other day. Taylor Lewan, I believe. So some of that is happening here. Um and, you know, maybe there will be some some news tomorrow. Poyer is interesting, right? Like, Poyer is kind of in the news for talking about state taxes and weather. You know, like to see the sun yeah. once in a while. I don't know. Does, do you put any meaning into that? Like, do you feel like he's gone or maybe you felt like that already? Well, I do put some meaning into it. I think he's dropping clues. And I think that I, I've been hearing for a while that Miami and the Dolphins would be very interested. And, you know, they live down there in the off season. Uh, him and his wife, and he's saying these kinds of things. I know his brother tweeted something maybe several weeks ago about how I'm going to have to learn to like fan bases I've always hated or something like that, which kind of gets you more there. Um, you know, he didn't rule out coming back to the Bills, but when you say and you ask, was I already there about any about you know him being gone, I, I think you go back to training camp and how nothing really materialized and it felt like Jordan kind of really wanted something to happen, but the Bills – Nothing really happened on their end. Um, all of that talk, there was Drew Rosenhaus was at camp. Nothing ever materialized. I felt pretty much all year that it was heading towards he's going to be a free agent, and unless maybe they can work out a one-year deal for him to come back, uh, I think he's probably going to be playing somewhere else in 2023. And your overview on Edmonds here at Sal, I know we've talked about him a lot, but yeah. uh, how the franchise tag is a bad play and unlikely. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, not franchise tag. I think that's just too much. It ties up too much money. The minute you tag them, um, you're responsible for that money on your salary cap until you until you work out a long term deal. I, I shouldn't say the minute you tag them. It's you know when the, when the new league year starts, that money counts on your cap. And if you haven't signed up to a long term deal, that's twenty million dollars that you don't have to use. So if you don't sign them, that's twenty million dollars you do have to use or tag them, I should say. Um, but then you also risk obviously him becoming a free agent at that time. I think. This team really believes a lot in, you know, their philosophy of draft, develop, retain. And this would be a player they would really feel strongly that they want to do that with. I, I, it's it's not just the team's decision, though, right? It's Tremaine Edmonds' decision. And if Tremaine Edmonds wants to test his free agent market value, if he feels, if his agent feels or knows, because these conversations, I'm sure, backdoor channels have happened in some way, shape, or form, if they know that there's a team out there, or a couple teams are going to bid very highly for his services, then you know he's earned the right to go and be a free agent and make as much money as he can if, if that's what he wants. I don't see the Bills paying top dollar on an annual basis for Tremaine Edmonds, but I think the Bills would be very interested in keeping him around. He's their middle linebacker. He's Brandon Bean's first draft, a first-round pick, along with Josh Allen. He's a Pro Bowl player. He has definitely some parts of his game where people would like to criticize, and rightfully so. 
He's also been a very good player. He's a good linebacker. He's a very, very good player in this league. Uh, I think they'd like to do that. And I think what the advantage they do have here is if they want to try and work this out, he's a young enough player where they can make it a four- or five-year contract. Heck, maybe even longer. You put a void year or two on it, and you can spread that money out to really make it very doable on the salary cap, even considering their constraints right now. Sal Capaccio on the Wester hotline. What do you think the outlook is at offensive line? You got the combine here this week for rookies. I have not thought about draft wise how boards will look, you know, center guard tackle yeah. too much, free agency too, and also the players they have. I know a lot of their depth is probably going away, or at least is headed for free agency at this point. What do you think a couple of key strategies might be? Yeah, I'm really interested to see if there's some sort of wholesale change on how they approach it. Do they want to get you know, bigger and have a uh, an offensive line that's more physical or they feel that can protect Josh Allen better? I think, you know, things that Sean McDermott said towards the end of the year kind of indicated that. You know, he's always talked about winning in the trenches, though. You know, that's the way, you know, Sean talks and, you know, believes about football. Um, but, you know, you, you look at the way that the Eagles won this year protecting Jalen Hurts and being able to run the ball the way they ran the ball. And then you get to the playoff game uh, on the AFC side and how Mahomes, he was protected in the Super Bowl. Like, these are important things to the Bills. And sometimes Josh Allen, I go back to what Brandon Bean said, he took too many hits. And that's not just when, when, when Brandon Bean says Josh Allen took too many hits, I don't think he means just because he's running the football. I think he means because that they didn't protect him well enough. So I'm interested to see. I think it will be a priority for them this offseason. How does that look? Um, well, they do have guys that are headed for free agency. Roger Saffold, David Questenberry, Ike Butker, Greg Van Roten, and Bobby Hart. All very important backups. I'm not too worried about that, you know, about, like, we're going to lose all these guys because, honestly, Mike, they can probably get a lot of these guys back on minimum deals, and if it's not them, it's a guy like them on right. a minimum deal. Right. It's, it's, yeah, so it's, it's really the same thing. I think where you have to look is... What does it look like at right tackle with Spencer Brown? Now, he's had his struggles. He's been up and down. But I got the feeling, listening to Brandon Bean at the end of the season, that they still very, very much believe in him. Now, it could be just saying these things, but he said, you know, he he had a very challenging year from the beginning. He was coming off back surgery. He never got fully back. They really believe in his upside, what he can do. And he spoke, spoke very glowingly about going ahead with him and his future. So I think that's really interesting. And then you look inside. I don't think Ryan Bates had a horrible year. Could he have been better? Sure, I think that could that could be said at times. They also paid him some pretty good money to match that offer the Bears gave him a couple years ago. So it's not like you can just move on from him right away. They have some challenges if they want to do that. I don't think I, I think part of it also is just people have to play better. I don't think Deion Dawkins had a great year at left tackle. He's gonna have to have a better year. And I do think Mitch Morris had a good year, but you always wonder about where and what he's thinking about his concussion situation. He's making a pretty good number. You know, do they want to look at him to you know, restructure the contract, an extension he just signed not too long ago or anything like that. But I do think it's an area they're going to make some changes and think about how they want to approach it. So are you at a point where you have, like, a favorite rookie wide receiver for them? Ooh, favorite. Not just not uh. just a favorite in the class or maybe somebody you might predict to be the first one picked or something like that, but... Also, like, it's early. It's it's almost too early to have this be a factor. But, you know, a guy that you would think is available to the Bills at 27, of course, they could also always move around. Yeah, I I think Jalen Hyatt fits this. I think Jordan Addison fits this. Probably Jackson Smith. Uh, and is it 
Njigba. I think it's how you, mm-hmm. yeah, Njigba is how you say his name. I just want to make sure I say it right. Um, it's interesting. This is considered a, a pretty decent wide receiver class, but it's not like, if you remember, like even the last couple of years where guys flew off the board pretty quickly, I think. And especially a couple of years ago, you had all those guys go really early. Um, you know, in like Jamar Chase. There's no Jamar Chase here. And, but then you had Justin Jefferson who went, you know, fairly late. Um, it's not like that necessarily. I think some of these guys, most teams are going to be taking other positions. So I do think that you're going to have guys down in that area who might still be around. Is a Jalen Hyatt still around? Maybe. I mean, that's a guy I think that he's a little bit taller. He's very fast. Probably checks all the boxes of a kind of a guy that you want. Jordan Addison, I think, checks a lot of those boxes. He's fast. He's also a little tall. He's six foot. I guess he's not super tall, but um, they're not super small either. Um, but I think those are the kinds of guys that I would like to see on this team. And then, you know, Smith and Jigba as well. Do you think they'll specifically prioritize somebody that has been a slot receiver uh, primarily? And I know, and I ask you this sort of a little bit nervously because I know how much there is there is that's unknown you know, in terms of a guy's college career. Who else is on the team, for example, as it pertains to Smith and Jigba? That guy, I mean, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave have both talked him up as like he was better than we were, and then right. this year he basically didn't play. Like he was injured, so he didn't get to see how they might use him differently. Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb are sort of like in, in different ways. You don't want to assume, you don't want to think you know too much about whether they can make adjustments to the slot or to outside. I, I just think, you know, Davis has taken somewhat of a beating cell. I bet the yeah. Bills are okay lining him up, starting it outside, going into 23. Like, he wasn't really consistent or great, but I would, I do not expect him to be moved or anything. Not at all. In fact, I'll take it a step further. I think the Bills, I think he figures even still in their long-term plans. I, I think the Bills like him a lot from everything I've heard about the way they feel about him in the organization. Did he have a couple struggles last year at times? Sure. And people talk about the drops. He also runs deeper routes than anybody on the team. And, and I'm not telling you that there had there weren't drops, but I also think it makes it tougher given the situation that, you know, he's, you know, kind of in that spot where they're asking him to make bigger plays as well down the field sometimes. I, I don't really think that they're comfortable with him lining him back up the way he was in 2023, I think that they'd like to have him around a little bit longer and kind of have some cost certainty. Maybe even extension could be in order like they did Dawson Knox. They they extended Dawson Knox last uh, before the season started. That could be something you look at. The Bills have some guys that are their contracts are up after next year. They're going into their final year, and that's something you do sometimes. So that said, um, I, I don't know, Mike, if you'd like just just want a slot guy. I think you can find those guys places. They can return they can bring Jamison Crowder back for that. Maybe they can bring Cole Beasley even back for that if they want that. I think the way that the league is going, the way that the Bills even kind of operated their offense a lot last year is you take guys who you feel comfortable can kind of move around. You can move. And I I said last year a lot going into the season to view the Bills pass catchers more as weapons not as guys who fit certain boxes. And I still feel that. I think they did do that quite a bit, maybe not as much as I anticipated, but I still feel they want to do that. They want to have an offense where they can create matchups based on, oh, this guy can play the slot? Yep, and look at the matchup we have. Oh, he can also play outside? Look at the matchup we have. So I think that they would probably value that over he's really just a guy that fits so well in the slot. I made the point, you know, half-seriously, just after three today, starting the show, how your 
State of the Bills series yeah. started as usual with quarterbacks. I'm like, I've been away. Did I miss something? Was there some move here? I'd, I'd like you to expound on the point you made in the article about whether it's time for someone young, like a draft pick, basically, yeah. uh, would probably be this idea. Like, or Case Keenum. I guess, you know, what are the questions? Uh, what does Keenum want? Like, what's available to him? And then if you're the Bills, that idea, having him back versus someone new. It's really interesting because it, it, it's easy to say the Bills should, you know, draft a young guy and groom him behind Josh and have him on a rookie deal to be the backup. I get that. I understand. I'm not even opposed to it. They did draft Jake Fromm a couple of years ago. We know that. And they had a high grade on him. Maybe there was rumblings that maybe they're trying to keep him away from the Patriots because they liked him, whatever. But either way, they had a high grade and he fell to them. But generally, the Bills have operated since they've been in this contention window. And that is really, you know, halfway through Josh's rookie years when this started, they've always had veteran backups to come in. After they got rid of Nathan Peterman, it's been Derek Anderson, Matt Barkley, Mitch Trubisky, Case Keenum. Yeah, Davis Webb on the team, right? They they have wanted to make sure that if something happened to Josh Allen, they have a very capable veteran backup to come in who can win games. They don't want to be in the experiment um, business here with a rookie to bring him in. Now, that said, if you want to make the case for a rookie and to have him on a rookie deal and develop him, that's fine. But remember, if you draft him, you almost have to keep him on the roster. You could waive him. And put him on the practice squad, but you have to waive him that. And then you might have drafted a guy, and he goes off and plays somewhere else, and you lose him to waivers. So it's kind of a game you have to play. So the the point I make in the article that you reference is, I don't think the Bills are really interested in doing that, at least for another year. Josh Allen's six-year contract kicks in this year. <laughs> He's 27. They, they, they're set at quarterback. We know that. They're not looking for a replacement even four years from now. If you ask me when, you know, Josh Allen's not going to be the quarterback of the Bills based on age or play, it's not going to be four years from now. So drafting a guy and having on a rookie year for four rookie deal for four years, how much does that really get you? All it might really get you is having an asset down the road, which is perfectly fine to have. But you're going to have to develop them and keep them on your roster, otherwise you're just going to lose them anyway. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> develop them how? <laughs> right, right, of, exactly. Ha- a couple of halves in the preseason and practices, and who's going to know anything? I mean, there's certainly a path for a player like that on a team with an entrenched starter. You know, the the way that comes to mind is like, well, Allen is a veteran now. But I agree. Like, that doesn't mean that I don't have to I, – that I wouldn't prefer somebody that started before, that's had some success. You know, rookies are fun, though. Do you, do I, you... I, I want to – if I can bring up the point on Keenum and like you said, right, which is – like, what is he looking for? I don't know. I don't think the Bills are interested in paying him a lot of money. You know, you you want to get him back for as cheap as possible. But whether it's Case Keenum or another guy like him, it will be a guy like him. It might just be the physical traits. Maybe you're looking for someone with a stronger arm or something like that. But you look at the, the free agents, it's either going to be a guy like Case Keenum. We've heard, you know, Joe talks about a guy like Sam Darnold, which I understand, Jacoby Brissett. What are you really looking at here? It's really the same kind of guy no matter what. But good point earlier about, you know, when we were talking about wide receivers, um, how many teams above the Bills in the first round like will will want one, no matter like right. who the class is? And in this upcoming break, I'm going to go through and I'll be able to not not look up necessarily in every case, but a lot of these teams like in the middle of the first round picked one last year or in the top yeah. two rounds. I mean, Green Bay and Pittsburgh did that. When was the Bills 
Who was the Bills' last first-round receiver? Evans? Sounds right. I'm trying to think about it. I think it would have to be Lee Evans, yeah. Of course, Brandon Bean. No, would, no, 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 no. Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins. Of course, of course. Brandon Bean would yeah. say, no, it's Diggs, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said, right. W- that's right. I They're, skipped over the, Watkins. I'm sitting here right. thinking about it. I thought of Johnson, but of course, he was not a, a first-round pick. Right. And um, we know how these guys they have now have been so good, but nobody was picked, you know, what, top three rounds or whatever it is. So, well, it wasn't um, Perry Tuttle. wasn't Perry Tuttle. It was Sammy Watkins. It's, it's a, that's a bad <laughs> Same job. Same school, though. Yes. Bad job by me, skipping past Sammy Watkins. <laughs> All right. Any questions for me? You went away recently as well, right? Did you go away? Where'd you go? My son and I went to... Northern Virginia for the Premier Lacrosse League Championship Lacrosse. Series. Nine games in five days. Really impressive uh, event. Marketing. That's awesome. it, was, it was good. It was really good. He got to meet guys and got to play. I mean, there's activities and just it, it thought of everything. So, wait, was it a tournament? Was he in? Was he actually like on a team playing or was he going to watch, but there were activities for him to play? The latter. It's the pros. Okay. Got you. Um, they it's a summer league, but they have this one off. It's the first year of it. This off season tournament for four of the eight teams. You know some some crossover with indoor lacrosse, but it didn't seem like much of it. Like Dane Smith and Josh Byrne on the Bandits play in the PLL, but their teams were not represented this week, so we didn't see them. Um, and that league was still doing its thing this weekend anyway. But uh, it's just a really like. You can tell this. This is a league that paid attention, Sal. Like you know, yeah. pe- people at sporting events they want to move around. They want to go to the bar. You know, their kids might want to. And the Sabers do some of this, for example. Like they they might want to shoot and get their shot speed recorded or play against each other with mini sticks, things like that. This tournament had all that, and so um, I was really impressed. I didn't really know a lot about the whole thing going in, but I came away really impressed. There was a Sports Center top ten with one of the plays from that league. I remember uh, just the other day, and a guy caught it, and his back was turned to the goal, and he just yes. shot it back. And he didn't even look; he just shot it and scored. Handful of scored. behind the back goals in this thing. Yes, there you go. Thanks, Al. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.